Proverbs 25. Proverbs 25. If you've been here for the last nine Wednesday nights, we have talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22, 23, it's in there. I'm going to tell you, this stuff is significant for every one of us to get a hold. Now, last week, we talked about meekness or humility. I believe it's one of the most significant ones in our society right now. It is important. Remember in 1 Peter 5, it says that God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Now, that's the only time in the Bible you'll find where God ever resists human beings. Why? It's a stench of the devil. I'm going to tell you, that's why the devil was booted out of it. So, man, humble yourselves. Ask the Lord, Lord, fill me with humility. I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to act like I'm better than other people. Now, the last one tonight, ooh, let there be light, is self-control. The fruit of self-control. Did I keep that just intentionally for this last one? No, I didn't. But I believe whether it's, it's humility or self-control, these two are some of the most significant in our society right now. The fruit of self-control that only comes by the Holy Spirit. And so I must, I must exercise it and I must ask the, the, the Holy Spirit to help me develop it because what I focus in life is what I'm going to develop. Now you may have heard this before, maybe you haven't. There's a thing called the grab 15 principle. What that means is that every day of your life, you need to grab 15 minutes of your time and start applying the Word of God. Now, we could go back and we can list the nine fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to do it real quick. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, goodness, kindness, gentleness, meekness, and that's nine. Okay, and so one of those is probably a weakness in you that you really need to have them developed. If you're like me, you probably need to have all nine of them developed. And the Lord's always working with me, always working with me. But what this means is that you take 15 minutes out of your day and you begin to focus and you say, Holy Spirit, oh, I welcome you. Begin to help me develop self-control. And think of areas in your life that are out of self-control. They're out of control. And you say, Lord, I need your help. I need to work on them. Now, if you give 15 minutes every day, six days a week, you think that's not much? You know what that accumulates to over a year? Almost 78 hours. If I just take 15 minutes a day. And so I encourage you, begin to target this. And when we talk about self-control, self-control sometimes is known as the super fruit. Many times people will, will talk about self-control is it is the fruit that holds all the other ones together. Without self-control, man, life is going to get chaotic. Proverbs 25, verse 28. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Now let's read it in some other translations that will help you. The New American Standard says, whoever has no control over his own spirit. The New International Version says, whoever has no self-control over his own spirit. Listen to the message. A person without self-control is like a house without its doors and windows knocked out. And this is what he's talking about. And so when we talk about self-control, it can come into the arena of discipline, boundaries, how many of you need some boundaries within your life? Every one of us. 
And so this is what self-control borders on. Now, how many of you have said stuff like this? But I can't do that. I, I can't do that. I cannot do that. Now, this may look different to every one of us, but I'm going to give you some illustrations of these things where we say I can't do it in the areas of our flesh. Now, think about a, a bag of cookies. Some people say, I just can't eat one. i got to eat the whole bag. How about ice cream? I can't eat just one scoop. i got to eat the whole carton. How about, let's just say, diet Pepsi. I just can't drink one. i got to drink a six-pack. Now, is anything wrong with uh, ice cream, cookies, or diet No, when it's done in moderation. The problem starts coming in our lives when we start allowing things to dominate us. You know what that tells me? They're controlling you and me. And that can go as far as TV. You know, I know people that won't come to Wednesday night church because certain TV programs are on TV. I say, you got to be kidding me. Are you dominated by that? Tape it. Wait till you get home. But think about this. How many of you are dominated by your mouth? How many are dominated by, by uh, habits as far as it could be tobacco, it could be alcohol, it could be food? I mean, you just think about all these things we're talking about. That there's no self-control. That's why I believe it's one of the most significant for the society we live in. I got a good friend who was promoted at work, and I, I still don't know for sure that he's born again. He's what I call a good sinner. But he got promoted, and the guy over him at his work went in the day after he got promoted, and he said to him, if you don't learn to quit cussing like you do, you won't last very long in this position. Now, this guy lives in Clovis, and he calls me still several times a year. And we talk, and he said, what do I got to do? And I said, dude, you got to start asking the Lord to help you in that area. So once again, I don't know that he's born again, but he said, I begin to make a conscious effort. I purposed in my heart, I'm not going to cuss. Now, he was, he was a ruthless cusser, guys. I mean, he was just one of the machine guns. He didn't care who was around. That, 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 just out of his mouth. And so he said that one of the ways he began to get past it is he listened to what other people were saying around him and he said, I couldn't believe how filthy mouthed I was. He said, now I go into a certain place in our workforce and he said, I can hardly be around those guys because they cuss so much. So you know what? He told me right here, he got to learn self-control. This is where the Holy Spirit will kick into you. You may have a problem with anger. I just can't stop it. You get home from work and you start yelling at your wife. You yell at your kids. Just going crazy because of anger. Now don't raise your hand if that's you. But you can help it. How do I know that? Well, let's just pretend this. And this may help you. That you're in your house and you're screaming in anger at your kids. And the doorbell rings. And you go and look out that little peephole, and I'm standing there. And I guarantee you, this is what happens, because I've been in houses where this took place. And you walk in, and they look and say, Pastor, it's so good to have you here. Praise the Lord. Honey, kids, look who's here. So what happened? Just because you see me, you put on your Jesus face. 
See, once again, it shows me that in certain times, we can do certain things. We can, you know. I knew a guy that, man, he was having issues in his body. And the doctor told him, he said, listen, dude, you don't quit puffing on those camels. It's going to kill you. And he said for years, I can't quit, I can't quit. But when his back was against the wall, you know what he did? He put those camels down. And he's still alive. Sometimes, guys, I'm going to tell you, you got to have a wake-up call. Look with me in the, the book of uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. So here's what we got to do. Even in the area of self-control, I have to make a conscious effort with the Holy Spirit helping me. And what that looks like is I say, Oh, Holy Spirit, you've got to help me. Help me get my flesh under control in this area. That when I play golf, I'm not going to throw the golf club today. I'm not going to get so mad I cuss. See, this is the things that we can begin to work on. And so, it don't matter. It can look different for every one of us. Romans 8, verse number 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, but not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. Now, right there, one translation says, I'm not obligated to live a life by my flesh. In other words, when you get born again, this thing called your flesh doesn't have to dominate you. It can if you allow it to. How many of you, the day after you got born again, quit cussing? How many of you, the day after you got born again, you quit getting angry? Probably none of us. So what does that tell me? That I've got to have this developed in me. Verse number uh, 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, listen, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now right there's the nuggets we need to do. He said, by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds. The Holy Spirit will empower you, but you're going to have to be the one that knock, uh, to, to, to live it out, to exercise it. Now listen to some of the things here that I see in verse 13. Paul lays out two, two directions of life. And right here in this verse alone, he shows the consequences of both. You know what? You can live by the flesh, but it's going to lead to death. Or you can live by the, the Holy Spirit, and it's going to lead to life. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so Paul reminds us once again that it's only by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's power within you will help you succeed. But he says here, it describes a lifestyle of those who are sons of God right here. And Paul is giving us encouragement. Don't live by the flesh, guys. Don't do it. You live by the flesh, it's going to cause problems with you on the inside of you. Now go over a couple pages there, just to 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. 1 Corinthians 9. You know, being led by the Spirit of God like he talks about involves progressively putting to death the sinful appetites. Progressively. You know what that means? Day by day by day by day by day. And so, you know, you begin to ask for the spirit of self-control, the fruit of self-control. Now, I've had to do that, guys, in that area of alcohol with me. And I'd pray, Holy Spirit, God, fill me with self-control. Fill me with self-control. 
And you know, you've ever been too addicted to a substance? Your body gravitates for that. It craves it. it cra- and I'm telling you, you know what? You, you can go to a lot of things and try to get help, but I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit will be your best source every time. And the reason I say that is when the Holy Spirit sets you free, you don't have to worm the risk of I'm going to go back to it. You know, there's certain groups that say, you know what, as an as a old alcoholic, you're just one drink away from being an alcoholic again. Ah, oh, not me. Why do I say that? Because Jesus set me free. The Holy Spirit said, I'm not one drink away from being an alcoholic again. That stuff doesn't dominate me. Did it used to? It do- had me in a headlock. Drug me around for years. And so this is another area of the fruit. Of but I've got to put the demand and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome your help. 1 Corinthians 9. Look at verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race, they all run. But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Now, the race is personal. If you'll note there, it's my own race. How do I know that? Because he said, run in a way that who? That you may obtain it. Okay? Now, a lot of times as human beings, we don't like that responsibility. I don't want the thought, you know what? If I obtain the prize, it's because I went after it. And I let God begin to work. And a lot of times it's easier to blame other people. You know, I would have succeeded in life if it wasn't for my first grade teacher. I've been very successful if, if I would have just had a mother who would encourage me. See, it's easy to put that run in such a way that you may obtain it. Keep reading, verse 25. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now that word temperate there, guys, it, it's a little different. The Amplified says he restricts himself in all things. The best definition that I found is temperate in all things. It means He exercises self-control. He exercises self You know what that means? i got to do something. Keep reading. Now, they do it to attain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. So, believers, we must practice self-control. Over and over and over again. Here's the deal. There are no perks without works. That you want the blessings, you want the things that God... I've got to have self-control. See, that's what I get a lot of times with people nowadays. We want what other people have, but we don't want to do what they've done to get it. I've got to say, okay, Lord, you put that self-control in me. Put a self-discipline in me. In every area of my life. And when I begin to surrender that, watch what he'll do. Verse 26. Therefore, I run. Woo, I like that. Therefore, I run, thus not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight not as one who beats the air. Now, if you'll notice there, he says, I do it. That's by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have to walk it out, guys. But I can do that. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. And don't get over in that default statement that says, I can't. I can't. I can't. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit, you're helping me. Now look how he ends in verse 27. But I discipline my body. I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. 
Now just what Paul wrote there, you know what it tells me? If I don't discipline my body, it's going to get out of subjection. And I don't know about you, but man, when my flesh gets out of subjection, it's ugly. I can speak and say things that I'm ultimately going to regret. I believe one of the greatest things of the fruit of of self-control is even in our tongues. Where I say, Lord, help me. Help me. I I get tickled just listening to a lot of what you guys say. And and tonight before the service, uh, where are you at? There you are. Back to Julie Smith is back there. And I said, how are you, Julie? And she looked and she went, and I could tell it was one of those things. Oh, pastor, all the junk hit the fan today. But she didn't say that. She caught her mouth and she watched. And I thought, you know what, right there? When we begin to pay very close attention of what even comes out of our mouth in the area of self-control, watch what God will do. You know, none of us are exempt from having a bad day. It's what happens in a bad day. Does it cause me to speak bad, negatively? Turn over another couple of pages there to 2 Corinthians 5, just to your right. Believers must practice two things, self-denial and self-discipline. Every one of us. I, I believe it's very important that you get a hold of that the grab 15 principle. Where you give 15 minutes at least a day into your life. When you spend more time in the shower, you spend more time on the phone. And you can, you can spend 15 minutes on a TV show just like that. Think about it. And I've got to get the things of God into me on a daily basis. It must be priority. Now, even in my own life, guys, I've gotten where I've learned to be very dis- Even when I, I'm telling you, sometimes my, my flesh throws a fit. And it says, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. There's days, guys, I don't like to work out. And some of you say, you work out? Well, where do you think I get this body from? I didn't buy it at Dillard's. No, I'm just kidding. Some of you probably couldn't. I've worked out for years in my life, guys. I, I, I like to work out. But there's days my flesh doesn't like to. I like to run. Now, I wouldn't call it run. It's kind of this way. I mean, I kind of move. My arms are going faster than my legs nowadays. But I still got to do those things. And I promise you guys, there's days I don't want to do that. There's, there's days I watch what I eat. I eat a lot of vegetables. I've acquired for, for asparagus and broccoli. Until you get around me, you'll see me at times eating fresh broccoli, carrots, and cauliflower. Why? I'm going to discipline my... I drink a ton of water. Before I come to work almost every day, I have 90 ounces of water in me already. Do you like water that I didn't used to? I hated water. But I, and I start flooding. I start doing those things. You know what? It just flushes my sins. Then I get into the spiritual side, guys. I didn't always like to pray. I love to pray. I mean, I read Proverbs every morning. I read a passage in the New Testament every morning. I read a passage in the Old Testament every morning. And now I'm on books on leader. Every day, guys, I get in there and read. Do you think I like, there's days my flesh kicks and bucks and says, no. You know what I say? Shut up. We're going to do this. Why? I understand in my 50s, and I wish I could tell you I've done this my whole life. I hadn't. But I understand there's, there's a process. There's things that got to happen. And I speak the word. This, isn't about, this is just to boast on the word of God. Guys, God's word will work. You know how many times I've been to a doctor in the last 13 years? One time. I don't go to the doctor. You know who my doctor is? Jesus. 
And the reason I can say that is, number one, I, I exercise, I take care of my body, and then two, I believe the Word of God. I speak the Word over me all the time. Some of you said, Pastor, you better knock on wood. Saying, I ain't knocking on wood. Speaking the things of God over us. And so you know what? A lot of times when people will say, Well, I wish I didn't ever have to go to the doctor. We just start doing the things people do. See, the problem with most of us as human beings, we've got a wishbone instead of a backbone. Oh, Pastor, that hurt. That hurt. Do you know what? That was me for years of my life. I had a wishbone. I wish this would happen, and I wish that would happen. I wish I had a good job. Well, look at people that have good jobs. A lot of times it's because they started down here and they were faithful and they kept under self-control and they did what they were supposed to. Ooh, we better keep going before I get in trouble. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us. Now, that word compels means it constrains us. It confines us. It leaves us no options Because we judge this, that if one died for all, then all died. And Jesus died for all, and that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. For me to live by myself, you know what that is? That's living by my flesh. That's living selfish. Or you know what? I learned to die to myself and put on a robe of self-control and say, Okay, Father God. I'm going to do some things today that I, I, I hadn't done before. Do you know the thing, uh, the, the word discipline, the definition of it means a state of order maintained by training and control. And many times we look at self-control as an enemy. Begin to look at self-control as a friend. Because over and over in the Bible, when I see people that lived with self-control, there were always blessings. Don't put it off, guys. Don't put these things off. Well, you know, Pastor, I think next New Year's, that's going to be my resolution. Well, what are you going to do for the next nine months? I mean, i got to start today and start asking the Holy Spirit. Now, in saying that, let me ask you this question. What's out of order in your, in your life? Where do you know? Man, I'm out of self-control. Is your mouth, your mind, your money, your priorities, your time? Say, man, we can hit all these. But you're the one that knows those areas. And so this is what I encourage you to do. Put a big old target up there and put a bullseye. And in that bullseye, start looking at those things and saying, you know what? My life is out of control in the area of my mouth. My life is out of control in the area of spending. My life is out of control. Now listen, it'll look different for every one of us. But I believe every one of us in this room still have areas in our life that they're out of control. That I say, man, i got to get under i got to get back into these things. Now, I want you to go one more scripture with me. Go with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. You know, I, I believe a, a, a leader's greatest victory is victory over himself. Over himself. i got to conquer myself and quit allowing my flesh, just like we talked about there in, in Romans. i got to quit allowing my flesh to dominate me. 2 Corinthians, or 2 Peter, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 5. Fruitful growth in the faith, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. You know what virtue is? Excellence. You want to add virtue to your life, 
And once you develop or you exercise virtue, then you'll develop knowledge. And once you've exercised knowledge, then you'll develop self-control. And once you've exercised self-control, you'll develop patience. And once you've developed patience or exercise, and it goes on and on and on. But if you'll notice in that passage right there, look at what that one was mentioned. There's a bunch of them. But he says self-control. Verse 8. For if these things or qualities are yours and abound, you will be neither barren, fruitless, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election for sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. What were the things he was talking about? Where you see, you add to virtue, you get knowledge, you get self-control. You get patience. You, and you can go back and look at the list. And I like what he said in verse 10. You want to be stumble proof? Get a hold of these things. And this only happens by the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, develop fruit in us. The fruit of self-control tonight. Get that on the inside of us. And so much of this happens, guys, when I put a demand on the Holy Spirit. And what that means is I welcome him. Woo, Holy Spirit, I need you. Birth that fruit in me. Listen, guys, every one of us, when we come out of the world, we've got a lot of baggage. Some of us more than others. Pastor, did you used to cuss? Oh, yeah, I could cuss with the best of them. And you know what? The Holy Spirit began to work self-control in me. Do you ever cuss? No, every now and then I think about it, but I don't act on it. Do you have a problem with anger? Yeah, every now and then I want to choke people, but I don't. I think about it. I'm just being truthful. There's times. I have to develop self-control. You know, and this may shock you to guys, but the other night I got pulled over, and bless all you police officers for putting up with guys like me. I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and I get pulled over, and I'm, I'm telling you guys, it's one in the morning. What are you out at one in the morning, Pastor? Well, that's none of your business. No. I, was, I was on my way to Dallas with my wife. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit rose up in me, and it was like he put a clothespin on me and said, shut. And it took everything within me. So what would you do, Pastor? I paid the ticket. I shut up and went ahead and do it. So I'm telling you guys, I'm not free from this stuff. He's still working on me. I still got a flesh. I still got things that try to get out of control. And so listen, don't think because you're still doing things that you're not a Christian. He addressed this as brethren. The, the key is this, i got to start having this happen in me. Don't be satisfied staying where you're at. Keep doing those things where, where you, you, you look to the Holy Spirit and say, help me. Help me with my, I don't want to cuss anymore. I don't want to be dominated by stinking out. I don't want to be dominated by anger. I don't want my flesh to win in nothing. And remember he said, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Each one of us can do that. But it's going to take some diligence, guys. It's going to, I'm going to tell you again, your flesh is going to buck. It's going to scream at times. You know why? It's had its ways for some of you 55 years. You've given it. You, you have spoiled yourself. When we get home, we're going to eat the whole bag of cookies. 
and you pull up to the drive through window at McDonald's. Don't get the 20-pack of nuggets tonight. Just get the 8-pack. Back off a little bit. I'm just kidding, but you get the point. So many times, guys, we just get dominated by our flesh. Stand up with me. Man, you guys are looking at me like he's crazy. Yeah. 